This afternoon I preach to you the Word of God as it is summarized and confessed in the Heidelberg Catechism. We're looking at the fifth commandment, Exodus 20, verse 12. The fifth commandment is, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And then we read, we confess about that. Page 555 in the book of praise, Lord's Day 39. What does God require in the fifth commandment? That I show all honor, love, and faithfulness to my father and mother and to all those in authority over me. Submit myself with due obedience to their good instruction and discipline, and also have patience with their weaknesses and shortcomings, since it is God's will to govern us by their hand. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you look at Exodus 20, verse 12, you have that in front of you. You see there's a lot of the word your, honor your father and your mother. The land that the Lord your God is giving you. All those yours and those yous are in the first person singular. Which means that the commandment is being addressed to children. And by extension to every individual who is under the authority of another person. It's because that relationship between children and parents, which is known to every person on earth in some way, it serves as the basis for helping us understand how God's people must interact with other people whom God may have set in authority over them. Today we will look at this, what this commandment means specifically for children. So young children, you hear Speaking about children, you could think of yourselves as well. Commandment speaks to you. Teenagers who are under the care of parents or young adults who maybe have moved out but still know their parents. Older people with their own established lives whose parents are still alive. This family relationship is so fundamental for a smooth-running church and society that the Lord gave one commandment out of the ten that serves to protect that relationship. And I preach to you this gospel under the theme that in the fifth commandment, God protects the relationship between parents and children. Well, first then, consider the, the task, the role of parents, why God gave parents to children, and then the task or the role of children how God wants children to honor parents. And so, we first look at, at parents and children. This, uh, this is for you, so listen carefully. And it's a series of questions. Maybe your parents will ask you to answer these questions later when you get home. And the first question for children is, do you know that the Lord has placed your parents or your guardians in your life? 
And sometimes it happens, doesn't it, in, in the day that, that we are as children, and now we can think of children of all ages, but as, as, as children, we compare our parents to the parents that other children have. We might even bring up what other parents allow their children to do, or what other parents give to their children as, as gifts. We might talk about that even with a longing sound in our voices, maybe even sound a little bit like we're whining, but their parents let them do this. When we get older, we, we might do the same thing with others in authority over us. But the fact of the matter is that in God's wisdom, in God's sovereign plan, He gave your parents to you, whether they gave birth to you or they adopted you. Just like God gave you your body, just like He made you look the way that you do, the parents that you have at the moment is something that you simply need to accept as fact. Well, if we look at Romans 13, the Lord explains that not only parents, but also others in authority over us have been placed there by the sovereign God. It says, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. So God gave us our parents. And the next question for, for us as children is, do you know what God has commanded your parents to do in your lives? Well, whether you know your dad and your mom, or just your dad, or just your mom, when you were born to them, they both had a responsibility toward you together. Whether they were Christians when you were born or not, they had, they received a calling from God to nourish you, to protect you from harm, to teach you about the Lord and, and the world He created. And the understanding of this responsibility manifests itself in, in some way in, in all the cultures all over the world. It's even evident in, in some parts of, of the animal kingdom. We call it a parental instinct. This knowledge of what they were placed in that position to do. Now if your parents knew the Lord, they would also have known that God wanted them to, to keep His commandments when they were nourishing and instructing and teaching you. They knew that they were to serve the Lord only to honor his name, to love you, not to harm you, to keep their bodies pure. Which leads us to the next question, is children, do you know who your parents are? When I told my children I'd ask this question, the younger ones, they, they laughed. They said, of course we know who our parents are. And the question is, do we, do we know everything about them? And whether your parents are Christians or not, and we can think of all the different ages now, we need to be aware that none of our parents are able to keep all God's commandments. 
Every parent has a sinful nature. Your parents are not perfect human beings. They're probably wonderful people that you love very much. However, even though you may not hear it or maybe never even see it, parents may have desires that do not please God. They may have attitudes to authorities that are ungodly. They may think unkind things about other people. They may have problems in their marriage. They may be greedy. They may fall into gossip when they are speaking with, an, with one another or with their friends. They may be selfish or focused on material possessions, which makes them easily angered. And they may be too proud to say any of these things. So when someone asks, do you know who your parents are? You could say, of course I know them. I know them. I can point to them. I know their names. And you can add, and I also know that they're unable to keep all God's commandments. They're humans, just like I am. Just because our parents discipline us for not listening to them or for causing harm to other people, that doesn't mean that our parents are not struggling with the same kinds of sins. Now, as we grow up, we will see this to be true not only of parents, but for everyone who is an authority over us. They are simply unable to, to keep everything, to do everything they should before the Lord. But then please understand very well that this does not mean those sins are okay in God's sight. Just because everyone is sinning doesn't mean it's okay. And so thanks be to our Father in heaven that if your parents have the Holy Spirit, they will seek to, they, they will see their sins and they will hate their sins. If your parents have the Holy Spirit, they will constantly ask God to, to help them fight against their sins. They will ask you for forgiveness if they know that they have harmed you. For they know that if they do not love God and love you as their children, they will be disciplined and punished by God for their unfaithfulness to their task and callings. Children, that leads to the next question, and this is an important one to, to understand also in the church for all of us of all ages. Do you know that the Lord is not always on the side of your parents? If your parents are not Christians, and if they do not show the fruit of the Holy Spirit, if they never confess their sins, they're not faithfully representing who the Lord is for you. You can't learn very much about who God is from the things that people who do not God, know God say and do. But even if your parents do faithfully go to church on Sundays, they teach you a lot about the Lord, there may be things they do that the Lord does not approve of. These situations, while you may need to be in the house with them as, as you're growing up because of your young age, you should not 
think that the Lord in heaven likes the sins that they are doing. The Lord hates all kinds of abuse, all kinds of of mistreatment. And and sometimes as we're growing up, we we see that even in our own homes, even under the name of, of Christian. The Lord is not on the side of parents who, who yell in anger, making your dad, making your mom cry. They're not, the Lord isn't approve of those who, parents who, who, are, who drink too much and, and lose control of themselves. He does not approve of that. He does not approve of using bad language if parents are doing that. You shouldn't think that just because your parents are doing that or have done that, that that's okay, that's Christian. Does not approve of any kind of touching that, that is inappropriate in your private parts. He doesn't approve of, of lewd jokes. He doesn't approve of parents who are over-focused on, on appearances. If you hear a parent saying that you're not worth very much, That's not the Lord speaking. In fact, it's not true. The point is, children, now I address all of us as children, we need to remember that just because our parents are doing something or have done something, it may not be something the Lord approves of. Just because God himself has placed them over you in his sovereignty. That doesn't mean that he approves of what they are doing all the time. And this is something that we, we see in our lives as we get older. We can see that in all those who are in positions of authority. God has placed them there, but it doesn't mean he is in agreement with everything that is being done. Which leads us, children, to the next question why, why did he give us parents? Why, why does he give us people in authority over us? If they have so many problems of their own, why did God entrust you in, in your upbringing into, into their hands? Well, we look to the scriptures and we see that ever since the beginning, this is how God created it, even before the fall, It was a system of a husband and a wife committed to the Lord, loving him, who then produced children, and that was the the structure of society for the development of culture. And the emotional bonds that the Lord created between parents and their children and the task that he's given to parents, together they serve the, the furtherance of God's kingdom by giving stability to society and to the church. And if you think about it, when it's, when it's not broken by sin, that parent-child relationship, it's a marvelous context for learning. Isn't that right, children? How much do you learn from your mom and your dad? From, from seeing their example, from seeing how they respond to things, from seeing how they read the scriptures every day, 
and seeing how they're openly confessing their sins before the Lord and seeking the forgiveness of sins that we have in Jesus Christ. And then we see and understand why the Lord has used this system, if we can call it that, a system of a family, the strong physical bonds that are, are formed between a, a mom and the little baby in, in the womb, which only goes stronger as husband and wife cooperate together in the care and the protection and the instruction and the development of their children, which in turn strengthens their relationship to one another. It provides a, a support system for their children that continues right on into to old age. And we see that system functioning also in all of society, the relationship between those in authority and those under authority. And the second reason that the Lord gave you parents, we see in Deuteronomy 6, is because of the command he gave to them to instruct their children about God. Your parents are there so that you might know more about the Lord. And what we learn about parents in our homes as we're growing up, learning about God placing them there, learning about their weaknesses, learning about their needs, but also the blessing. We can also apply into all society, to everyone in authority over us, which is important if we want to be the children who obey the fifth commandment. But the Bible is very clear about how God wants children to honor parents. And that applies to, to all parts of life. And so now while we are thinking about why God has given you parents, what he wants them to do, and how difficult it is for them to do it perfectly, it's time to think about what God wants you children to do in your relationship to your dad and your mom. Now, if we look at the fifth commandment, you'll notice that, again, this is just a, a short, there's just ten words of the covenant, and yet the Lord found it important to use both your father and your mother. He wants you to think both about your dad and your mom. And if you don't have both a mom and a dad in your home for, for whatever reason, then you have to understand this as meaning anyone in your life who is serving as your mom or a dad. Sometimes God gives us people who are not our biological mom or dad taking the role of our mom or our dad. You can think of many of us, we'll speak of it, especially some of the seniors, we'll speak about how they were, they were, they were involved in the raising up of their own siblings. We can think of examples of grandparents who take the role of our mom or our dad or, or family friends or other church members. But whoever God gives that role in your life, he wants you to treat them as mom and dad. We do this all the time when we get married. We receive our new parents-in-law and treat them as if they are our own. And so in this we see the Lord wants us to pay attention to both father figure and mother. 
figure in our lives, our dads, our moms, and anyone whom the Lord gives in that position. And then the question is, children, do you know how God wants you to treat your mom and your dad? Well, the fifth commandment says that we need to honor them. And the word honor means to give someone weight, which means to allow their words and example to influence your life, to have an impact on who you are. So for little children, that that means to, to pay attention to what they're saying. As we grow older, it means to to allow their voice, their words to have an impact on our life. Now that's a straightforward command to those who have Christian parents. If you are a young child, it means that you believe your mom or your dad when they tell you that God loves you and that they love you. You believe them. You give those words weight. It also means that You don't ignore your mom or dad when they tell you to do something. Maybe this afternoon they said, sit still in church. Maybe during the week they say, you need to study the things you are learning in school about God. And as a teenager and and, and a young adult, you can think about what does it mean to give weight, honor to your father and your mother. It means trusting that they know what's best for you. It means respecting their wise judgments about what you should or should not do. They actually know more than your friends. And that's something I could say I I learned from experience. That's experience that we can share with you. Although it's true that people show love in different ways, Some parents can express their love better than others. It's a good practice. Honoring them means means presuming that your parents love you and that they do want what's best for you, unless it's proven to not be the case. And even as you grow to be independent from your parents, when simply obeying your parents without deciding for yourself what is right in God's eyes is actually unhealthy, Your parents don't want you to just simply obey them when you get to an age of maturity. That's that's not good. But you can still honor your parents in other ways. You honor them by continuing to give weight to their perspectives and their advice, not not writing them off as, as old and out of touch. By giving them assistance, we honor them. By being patient, with their weaknesses as we confess in the catechism. Not just tolerating them with that that classic eye roll, but by seeking to understand the cause of, of their weaknesses and encouraging them in their own personal struggles. We do that as as adult children all the time. In the same approach, paying attention respecting them because of the office that God has given them, looking for and and expecting to see service-oriented motivations. Those are also things that guide us when we deal with other people that God has placed in authority over us. And so again, the fifth commandment, our, 
relationships and home prepare us for all of society. And children, do you know that we even need to honor parents who are unfaithful to God? That doesn't happen to many of us who grow up in a Christian church. But even if your mom or your dad does not want to serve the Lord, even if he or she is acting like an unbeliever, we cannot use this as a reason to hate them or to gossip about them or to try and make their lives miserable. We cannot use this as a reason to break any of, other, of, of God's other commandments. God doesn't want us to treat an unbeliever poorly, an unbeliever who we do not know poorly, how much less the parents that we do know. First Timothy 5, verse 8, the apostle says, a person who doesn't care for his family is worse than an unbeliever. In addition to this, we honor an unbelieving or unfaithful parent by showing them that the Lord is not on their side when they do sinful things. By not obeying a parent who orders you to commit a sin or tries to convince you to do something that doesn't please God, you are actually honoring that parent. And so honoring parents does not always mean obeying everything they do. It can mean pointing out sins. It can mean helping them to see their own struggles better, to open their eyes. And the Lord can use that to lead them to repentance so that they might give honor to the Lord who placed them in their position. If you learn how to do this in your homes, it also can prepare you to deal with others in positions of authority. We can honor all authority by caring about them enough to tell them if they're doing something that is displeasing to God. Refusing to obey orders that cause us to go against the Lord. That's what is meant with the addition of the word do in our catechism. Submit myself with due obedience. And then the fifth commandment ends by, by saying that we should do all this so that your days may be long. So children, these words are, are making a connection between what you're doing today in your homes and then the future. The way you honor your parents today has a direct effect on how much time you will enjoy in the place where the Lord is bringing salvation. Promised land in the Old Testament and in a church today where God is working salvation here on the earth. And the principle is that if parents believe in God and seek to serve Him, the children born in their homes may also share in the promise of salvation. Jesus says, to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And then if children honor their parents' good instruction as they, they grow older, and they keep this instruction without turning away or, or forgetting the Lord, as, as Deuteronomy continues to explain in chapter 6 after the, the passage we read well, they will have long days on the earth. Everlasting days in the place of God's salvation. And Paul highlights that promise 
In Ephesians 6, verse 2, he says, it's the first commandment with a promise. It's a promise that we also praise God for when we sang Psalm 128. And then we see how important honoring the good instruction of our parents really is. We see how important it is to know the scriptures yourselves so that you do not obey your parents in doing what is wrong. We see it has eternal consequences. And we see the blessing of the fifth commandment for our lives. And so children, the Lord wants you to honor your parents because he has set them over you. And although you must be discerning to ensure that you obey God rather than men, it is important to understand that God gives his covenant children, Christian and believing parents, so that you may enjoy the promise of, of life in his kingdom. So the Lord protects that relationship between parents and children. And maybe today, when you, when you leave here this afternoon, it's a good idea to, to reach out to your parents, to say thank you to them. Even unbelieving parents who gave you food and, and clothing, even if they didn't speak about the, the faith to you, you, you can express your thankfulness for the opportunity they gave to you to have everlasting life in the kingdom of your heavenly Father because they, they kept you alive and they, and, they, and they protected you and they cared for you. If you have Christian parents, even if you're young, you can make a thank you card for your mom and your dad, or both. As a teenager, maybe you can sit with them and tell them you appreciate their efforts. You can see their love. If you've moved out, maybe you live far away from them, maybe you can call them up and let them know that their discipline and their instruction has weight, it has influence in your lives. That's honoring your father and your mother. That's why the Lord gave us the fifth commandment, that that might continue in our lives. He's protecting that relationship between parents and children because it's fundamental starting point for all of our lives. And may all that we've learned in our homes also guide us in our interactions with others in authority over us. Amen. We'll now sing together this commandment, the fifth commandment, as it's put to music in hymn 11, stanza 6, and we'll sing that standing if you're able to stand.